and welcome back to Perform Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get on with today's show, I just want to let you guys know that our free monthly online performing arts magazine is now available to download. All you need to do is head to pmag.co.uk or you can follow the link in our show notes to download your free copy of Performing Arts Mag. Don't forget, if you love these episodes, please head to iTunes to leave us a review. All reviews help us get noticed by more performers and help get more free information and industry insight out there to help as many people as we can. A huge thank you for your support and without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Oliver who is a TV presenter, a red carpet reporter, an actor, a compare, does a bit of everything. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on the show today. Thank you Bethany, it's a, it's a pleasure, pleasure to be here. I've never, you know what, I have spent 14 years interviewing people and I've never been interviewed. <laughs> no way, so this is our first time that you're on the other yeah. side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Um, so I'd love for you to tell l- listeners at home a bit more about who you are and what you get up to. Yeah, I mean, I, I um, my name's Andy, and I, I started off oh about twenty years ago in entertainment as a as a singer and a compare at like um for, for companies abroad and in the UK. And then uh, in two thousand four, I uh, got my first TV job on a shopping channel, so it's like live television. And I spent about eight years there doing five days a week, shot live television. So you get a lot of lot of training. Um, and that's unscripted, no autocue. It's just something tell you is just the red light comes on, you have to talk So um, and sell something. Um, and then while I was in London, I was living in London at the time. When I was in London, there was a website wanting people to do red carpet stuff. They just set it up and they were like, actually, they only did photographs. And then they were thinking, oh, we're going to branch out and actually do actual videos and interviews. So um, I started doing that. That was in 2000 and well, that's 14 years ago, so 2007. Um, and since then, I've just, oh, I mean, I, I, I do panto, I, I compare events, I compare awards, I do the red carpet, I do a bit of presenting on adverts. It's, it's I, I kind of don't put myself in one little pigeonhole. I'm kind of like a bit of everything. Um, but I love my red carpet stuff, uh, showbiz, general celebrity news reporter. Um, and it's it has been a great journey and I'm still happy enough to be still doing it quite regularly now. That's amazing. And it's such a skill, isn't it? Like these kind of jobs where it basically is on you to do the whole thing, to yeah. run the show. When you're interviewing or presenting on the shopping channel or things like that, it's c- completely up to you to keep it running, especially with comparing oh, yeah. and interviewing. Totally. It's, it's, um, most of these things aren't scripted. Most of these things have no water cue. So you are basically self-producing yourself. You know, you, you, sometimes, have I ever had a producer on telly? I did, and a director. But um, all the other stuff, it's just me. I am producing myself. Um, I'm writing my script. I'm putting it in my head. I'm writing my questions down. I'm putting those in my head. Because what I don't like to do is, is I have my questions by my side and my microphone in the other hand, but I hardly ever look at them, but they're there as a safety net. Just in case I go, oh, right, what else did I need to ask? I've, I've never been comfortable with that because I just think looking at your questions and looking at the 
the, the talent is just you're losing eye contact um, you're losing that flow of the interview a little bit um, so it is you, you are totally thinking on your feet going through your head what's coming next all the time um, and something telly gives you a good training for that because that's where you are you're on telly you're not it's no pre-record there's no stop let's do it again you are in front of how many hundred thousands of people watching in the living rooms um, now most people on telly have an auto queue you know they have that safety net they have their words but shop and telly you don't get that it's literally red light comes on let's go and you do four hours three to four hours on a on a show which is a, you know some people on telly only do half an hour an hour we do four hours of live television talking which is it's, it's a great skill but it learns you it really gives you a good training mm. Yeah, that's that's really intense. And I think um, what you've just pointed out there is the fact that you have to be so quick at thinking on your feet. And like it's like improvisation all the time, consistently. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, things like ha- happening in shopping telly, because you're live, things go wrong. Yeah. You know, graphics don't come up on the screen. You know, oh, here's the price and it doesn't come up. Yeah. Or oh, we can't run the VT. You know, we can't show that video of the product working. Uh, Andy, we've got problems you'll have to fill and fill what does fill mean like for somebody with an autocue it just means reading the lines filling in, in shopping telly means you've literally just got to go well this is what you do for you to get it or what's your delivery you know yeah. you're just thinking on your feet constantly to fill that time sometimes it can be anything from like a few minutes to fill while they're sorting out the technical problems in the background because they can't throw it to an advert say so that is you don't feel scared at the time because you, you can't. you just got to get on with it. Yeah. You can't hide because people are watching you. Yeah, you know, it's not after when you're mentally exhausted. <laughs> yeah, oh, those shifts are some of the hardest shifts you can do in presenting. You are, believe it or not, physically shattered when you come off air because you've had to think so much over that time of what you're saying. And the thing is with shop and telly is you're governed by rules like ESA, Advertising Standards Authority. You can't say certain things. You can't say, oh, well, oh God, or, you know, you've got to be very careful. You can't be blasphemous. You can't, you've got, if you drop something, you know, you've got to go, oops, or it's not something like what we would say if you yeah, drop something yeah. in the house. You know what I mean? You, you've got to put that in your head and, and it, you've got to be constantly thinking about what you're saying mm-hmm. and who you're saying it to because people can take it the wrong way or you, you can you can end up being in big trouble by yeah. saying something wrong about the product. You know, whether it, you can't say, I promise this will do so, I guarantee you can't say things like that because you can't, because these yeah. products don't, you know. You, um, there's a lot of things, a lot of things to take into consideration when you're talking on those channels. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And I've I've watched um, a programme a couple of years ago about, and they were looking for presenters, I think it was on ITV, and they oh, were the big audition, I think it was called. Yeah, and... my, well, my boss, my boss was one of the judges on that, on the shopping telly. Amazing. Yeah. And it was then when it hit me how hard that job must be because very few, few people came in and did it well, and none of yeah. them did it exactly how the judges wanted it. And these were all professionally trained people. You know, you could yeah. see that they were all very strong actors. But yeah. it was just, it's such a skill. So I find it so interesting hearing about people who've actually been and done it because it's just a total other world to what we're trained to do. <laughs> it is. It is. A lot of people go from, like where I went from, from acting and, and, and performing to that. 
because I hadn't done any presenting up till then. I'd only done comparing. It's totally different, that. Um, you're on a stage in front of people where you can't see the people on telly. Yeah. You just, you've just got your floor manager and, and you know, because you, your director and everybody else is in a gallery. You're just in a studio sometimes just with one other person. And you, you're talking and, and you don't really... Sometimes you, you kind of... It goes out your head that you're actually on telly mm. and you're actually in people's living rooms. <laughs> That's the thing I could never understand. And people would say, oh, I saw you the other night on on your programme. I was like, oh, all right. Wow, I was on telly. Yeah. <laughs> really strange. Until you do it, it's, it is really strange. Very, very odd, but entirely wonderful. Um, so let's move to one of your other ventures that you do, and you're a red carpet presenter, which is yes. amazing. You've met and interviewed some of the most amazing celebrities in the business. Yeah. Um are there any standouts for you personally of who you interviewed and you were just in awe of that person? Well, I've got a few. Definitely got a few. I mean, it's. I mean, there is quite a few actually. I would say somebody likes Ben Kingsley because he's obviously a sir. He's he's done it all. He's a very very fabulous actor. I would say somebody likes Cameron McIntosh because from a theatre background, that was nice for me to meet him. Um, Tim Rice, Tim Rice, is that, and they're all sirs. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Dame Joan Collins, an icon. You know, you're, you're talking about people that have been in the industry for so long, and 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 these are real icons of of, of of television and cinema. But I think the one that sticks out for me is David Attenborough, Sir David Attenborough, only because he was a he's, he's everybody's hero, yeah. um, and and I was just I was in total awe of him. You know, I was, and I, I must admit, afterwards I was literally like, "Oh my word, I've, that was David Attenborough," and um, that was probably a very humbling, but very, um, I felt privileged to be standing in front of him doing that. Yeah. Um, I would say big stars like Hollywood stars, Tom Cruise, Will Smith, people like that, who are lovely, really, really lovely. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot. I mean, I go from interviewing movie stars to reality stars like Love Island and, and Towie and, and two people just off Strictly. And so there's a wide range of music stars. ABBA, that's another one. I interviewed Bjorn and Benny and Bjorn from ABBA once. And I go from like different areas and they're all icons in their own kind of area of genre. Um, so yeah, I would say those, they give me real satisfaction. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, David Attenborough, Sir David Attenborough is like the nation's sweetheart and um, yeah. we adore him greatly. So I think meeting him, yeah, would have definitely been a moment. <laughs> I'll have to send you the interview. Yes, <laughs> it's not very please long. do. I would love it. I would love it. He's just, he just seems so lovely. And I think it's nice as well. I think there's this weird like line that people put in their heads of like, oh my gosh, they're a celebrity. They're like famous. And we have to remember that they are all human and, Probably lovely people, most of them. <laughs> um, I don't think get me wrong, right? Don't get me wrong, Bethany. A, a lot of them do like the camera. Yeah. You know, they turn up to a red carpet and they make sure that the cameras are there and they make sure that the press are there so they can have their picture took. There's a lot of them like that. Mm. But um, when they see a camera, you, you, you know, they it's just their world, isn't it? That's yeah. them. They, they see a camera and they come alive kind of thing. Mm. Um I wouldn't say that there's been many where I've thought, there's been one or two, I won't mention yeah. it, but there's been one or two where I've thought, what I do is I have a I have a way of getting rid of them <laughs> or moving them on. <laughs> I just say, thank you very much, thanks for speaking to me. Oh, thanks, and they move. Yeah. Because some, yeah, let's face it, some celebrities turn up drunk. Some celebrities have just, they've gone to awards and they're, they're a bit excited. Some swear, 
you know, some get too excited that they start swearing. And that's when you go, oh, this isn't footage we can use. So you just have to move them on. Mm. Close the interview and just, even if they just ask one question, just move them on because it's not going anywhere. And they're not giving you great answers and they're just, yeah. There's been probably just a handful of occasions that's happened to me. Yeah. Um, but what I say to people is, is although you produce, you are in control. You've got the microphone, not them. Yeah. You know, I'm waiting for their answers, but wait a minute. I'm asking the questions, so I'm in control of this interview, and you're going to answer my questions. And as you just said, I put in my head that they are just normal. They are just people who are skilled in their own right. Let's face it, in this industry, they might have been in the right place at the right time. A lot of them have come from being waiters and all sorts of jobs and then gone to do what they do. So it's good to have that thought in your head because, yes, they are just, you know, people always say it. If you have friends and they say, oh, you met so, oh, what were they like? When you say they're really down to earth, people always say that. Well, of course they are. They're just people. Yeah. <laughs> what are they meant to be? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I remember I... um for years when I was younger I watched Strictly Come Dancing and I still do everyone knows that I'm a Strictly obsessed fan um oh, but um I got to interview Ian Waite on my podcast and he was yes. like my favorite when I was little yeah. he was the one I watched and I had to constantly remind myself before I was about to do the interview with him like I was physically shaking I was like he's just a person who's yeah. like you, who just loves what they do and really enjoys it. And that was the way I kind of taught myself out of it. And then afterwards I was like, ah! but it was, um, yeah, it was a real skill to have to try and like work myself down and be like, you're qualified to interview him. Like, this is what you yeah. do. This is what yeah. you've trained to, to do in some aspects. Obviously I've trained as an actor, but I can talk. <laughs> I know that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was, yeah, that was kind of how I had to talk myself down to rationalise it a little bit. I think people don't... First thing people will say to me is, that, yeah, sometimes if we're at a party, we'll have our photo team together, but very rarely. I mean, the other night I did um, John Caldwell's Butterfly Ball and then I was doing his red carpet for him, or purple carpet as it was. And we interviewed quite a lot of celebrities there. But, you know, we weren't allowed to take selfies with them. You know, you just you're just not allowed. And um, sometimes, if you're at a private party, you sometimes get one or two shots. Well, people say to me, "Oh, yeah, 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 you're mingling with them as well." You're not really because you're not. Sometimes I get to chat to them, but not a lot. Mm. Um, it's it's not really that sort of area. You are there to, to do a job. You're not there to, to interview them on the red carpet and go, "Can I have a selfie?" Like the fans? No, you you just interviewing them. Sometimes I'm not even in shot. It's just my microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate that because I love being in shot with them. <laughs> yeah. if, if I have the room on the red carpet, I will go in shot with them only because I can be very animated and you can see how, how they're reacting to me properly. Um, that doesn't happen very often. It happened the other night. We had our own little spot so we could both all stand in, in camera. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just a great, great job and I'm very lucky to have it. But you've just, at the end of the day, You've just got to remember that they're just, they're just they're just people chatting to you, just having a chat. And I really like what you said there about like people think that you can do what fans can do. Like, no, you're turning up to do a job. You're paid to do that job. You are there. You have a responsibility to do that job well for them, for you, for the celebrity that you're interviewing. You know, it's not like you can turn up. And people think just because you're working alongside a celebrity that you've got a different like level of 
mm-hmm. I don't know, leeway in your job. And that's not that's not what we're here to do. We're professionals in the no. business. And no, while no. it may be nice to speak to some of these people and work alongside them, that's a privilege, but it's not to be taken lightly. You're there to do no, the job. No, no. It's not very often I will get a photo with somebody. Sometimes. If it's a relaxed party and everybody's just relaxed, the interviews have been done and we've been invited to the party, yeah. One or two occasions, like like you know, when when I, when I met Benny and Bjorn, I was kind of I couldn't get um, Benny, but I thought there's no way I am missing this up a once in a lifetime opportunity after all these years of doing it of having a photo with this kind of musical icon, and then that just went on the website. So it wasn't as if I was doing a selfie; it was a proper formal kind of you know side by side picture. Um, yeah, not often I do selfies now and again, but not very often. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's important for anyone who's entering this kind of industry, if they do get to do anything like this, that they remember, obviously, that there's a job to be done. <laughs> it's not glamour. It's, you know, people think that you're partying. People think just because you're doing red carpet, you're mingling, you're partying. I have done probably hundreds and hundreds of red carpets. I must have been to about three parties, if not that, if a handful. Not even on one hand I can count the amount of parties I've been to. It's not like that. You turn up, you're sometimes out in the cold. Like this time of year, you're standing for ages waiting for them to arrive. You're standing waiting for ages afterwards. And then you let out and you go home. And that's it. They go into the party. They go into the premiere, the awards. You don't. <laughs> Unless you've got a special access or you know somebody, I guess. It's not like that. It's, it's you know, people do think it's, it's glamorous. It's not. It's nowhere near glamorous as what they're having a good time. You're just back on your train back home. <laughs> You're sitting on the train, you know, on a three-hour train. Me, I'm sitting on a three-hour train going back home. You know, it's it's not like what people think. Mm-hmm. It's great. You know, I'm privileged to do it, but it's not like what people think. Like. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if someone did want to get into, like, this line of work <laughs> where they're doing presenting and red carpet reporting and things like that, what would your advice be to them? Um, first of all, I think, especially if you're going to do red carpet, I see a lot of people on the red carpet. You know what? I'll tell you something, Bethany. Years ago, when I first started doing this, there was a handful of people on the red carpet, right? A handful. Midnight TV and all the major ones and a few websites, yeah? Now, there's so many. I'm seeing so many people becoming celebrity presenters. They're everywhere. The market has suddenly become saturated, right? <laughs> And it is very difficult. But what I've got to say is you've got to, one, be very passionate about what you're talking about. You've got to love you've got to love watching a lot of not-so-great telly sometimes, yeah. I mean, some telly's great, but you've got to watch a lot of reality. You've got to watch a lot of all kinds of different types of telly. You've got to love things that you're talking about because it doesn't come across if you don't. And it, plus, you get to know what you're talking about. You don't need your questions because you know I interviewed um, Daniel and Matthew off uh, Married at First Sight the other night, uh, the gay couple who got married. Lovely guys, but I'd watched the programme, so I didn't need any questions because I knew what they'd been on. I knew their journey, and that's what you've got to have. There's, You've got to be... I, I get a lot of people standing there and go, who's that? I do it. I'm not great on soaps. I'm going to have to admit I don't watch soaps, but I do research. You've got to know who people are because anybody can come in front of your camera. PR, just bring them in front of you. They'll just say, oh, here's here's Andy from so-and-so. And suddenly you've got this celebrity standing in front of you. You've got to be able to go, right, I don't know who this person is. 
I don't know, I've never seen them before. You've then got to think very, very quickly and just ask maybe a generic question or just get that conversation going. But it does help that you do know who they are because then you haven't got that problem. You're not going to know everybody. Nobody watches television 24 hours and know who everybody is of every single programme and every single movie, do they? Nobody. Um, but you've got to know a lot. You've got to watch a lot. You've got to read a lot. You've got to read articles. You've got to look at the websites and celebrity news. You've got to be up on what's happening, breaking stories. This person stood in front of you might have done something or been, been awarded something that day. And you're there and you're going, oh, hey, you've just been awarded this, you know, hey, you're going to be on the next series of whatever. Um, so you've got to be up. You've got to constantly be up to date on your showbiz news and movie news and, and knowing, especially for what you're doing. If you're at the TV awards, know who you're good, know who's going to be there. Generally with awards and generally on a red carpet, if you ever do one, you'll be sent what's called a talent sheet. Yeah, or a cheat sheet. And that's basically everybody who's down to be there. So you get that a few days before, so then you go away and go, right, okay, that's so-and-so off Towie. I need to find out about it. And just write notes on your bit of epitome. Yeah. So it's not as easy as people think. You know, you can't just turn up at an event and not know who anybody's going to be because you will fall on your bum. Because you will. You'll, you'll just be asking the same questions and that just becomes boring footage, doesn't it? It just becomes boring if you're asking the same questions of everybody. Um, so yeah, got to be passionate. You got to know your stuff. You got to do your research beforehand, one hundred and ten percent. And you've just got to be able to think on your feet. That's all great Constantly. advice. Yeah. Like and and what I do is a great skill is you've got to be able to ask a question, have the talent answer the question, and while they're answering it, you're listening to it, but you're also thinking of what to follow that up on. If have they said something there? That, oh, they've said something, right, I'll ask them about that. I didn't know that. Listen yeah. to what they say. Listen and also be prepared to follow up the next question. Always be thinking of your next question to go, because you don't want any pauses. You don't want to be standing there going, oh, thanks. Uh, right, um, what's my next? Oh, yeah, so, no, you don't want that. You want it as a conversation like we're having, so you just constantly, it flows. Yeah. I always, people always say about my interviews, I don't know if you've watched any or not, is it looks like I'm having a chat. It looks like I'm just standing next to somebody going, so how's it going? Yeah, yeah, cool. So what's it like? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just having a chat. It's not really, it doesn't look like an interview sometimes. Yeah, no, it's it very look, relaxed and conversational. I bump into them and I'm just going, hey, how's it going? Yeah, so what's, hey, I see you on that, uh, whatever. I'm not a really hard-nosed journalist. I wouldn't say I'm a hard-nosed journalist who just stands there and goes, so what was it like working with? That's not me. Um, I've never been like that. I'm not going to change. That's me. People don't want to work with me because I'm like that. Ah, fair enough. I'll do my own thing. Um, I just like that kind of nice, easy conversation. We're having a chat. Yeah. And I think that you then get more out of the conversations because you're relaxed. Yeah. And they're relaxed. Mm. That's the thing. The talent relaxes because they instinctively, I think they instinctively know that this person isn't a hard nose, you know, they're not going to be grilled. They're just having a chat. Many celebrities, after asking one or two questions, you can see their whole demeanour just, they just calm. Uh, many celebrities get, of course, you've got to think that a lot of celebrities are frightened of the media because they don't know what you're going to ask, you know. Their PR have brought them over 
they could be one of these journalists that's really going to grill them about a comp- controversial thing or something they've been involved with, which they don't want to talk about. I'm not like that. I'm not there. I want to talk about their talent and what they're doing. I've never been like that. I've never felt comfortable with that. I know it's part of a journalist's job, but I'm lucky in the ones that I do, I don't have to do that. I'm there just to chat with them. I'm not there to find out whether who they've been going out with or whatever, because it's just, people ask it, mm. it just happen. But that's when the celebrity and that's when the talent, you can see that they just become on edge and they're like, just get me off this interview. I don't want to talk to this person. And there's nothing more awkward as a viewer than watching an interview that you know is uncomfortable. <laughs> it happens all the time, though. Yeah. You see it all the time. You see it on This Morning. You see it on one show. You see it on all the major channels, on all the major chat shows. That person just suddenly goes, oh, they're asking me about that again. I'm, what, why are you asking? And they'll sometimes say, well, why are, you, why are you asking me that? You know, a classic case is the Robert Downey Jr. interview with Bashir, not Bashir, then other um, uh, ITV presenter and he started asking him about his drugs problem and his family life and he was there to talk about Iron Man or the Avengers I think it was he wasn't there to talk about his drug problem for me that just annoys me because you're not respecting his talent then you're not respecting his acting you're wanting to find out about the dirty business that goes on off camera which for me it's none of my business. I know it's good good paper stuff, but I just feel uncomfortable with that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think it was, and he walked off. He eventually yeah. just got up and went, no, I'm not going to stand for this. I'm not standing listening to this person. It's so and refreshing and nice to hear you talk about not being like that and still making it because I think a lot of people have this perception of you've got to be like that. And I know I did for quite a while. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to host a podcast and interview people because I, I never want to talk about the dishy gossip. I want to talk about the industry and people's talents and respect their work. I don't know if I'm able to do this. And then I realised that I can do it in my own way. But there is such a misconception that you have to be like that. And I hate personally watching it being well, done. <laughs> it depends who you work for, to be honest. I mean, if you're working for ITV or BBC, probably you do. Mm. Because that's, that's that you're being produced. The producer's saying, right, you need to ask this. You need to ask that. Right. But if you're self-producing yourself, you're, well, you're producing yourself. You, you don't have to worry about that. Um, I just, I just think it's, there's a time and a place for that sort of stuff. And sometimes when you're on a red carpet, you will be told specifically off the PR company, do not ask them about that. Please do not ask them about this. So you know already that you shouldn't be asking them about it. Mm-hmm. Because you get it. And, and, and that's putting yourself in jeopardy of the job because the PR company finds you've asked them, they go, I don't want them on that. They'll just go back to who you work for and says, listen, they asked the question and they took the interview longer than us. I don't want them back on the red carpet. They can be ruthless, you know. They can say, I don't like that person on the red carpet interviewing my talent. Um, so you've got to think about that all the time. You've got to keep people happy. You've got to keep PR happy. You've got to keep the talent happy. So um, I've always, I'm, I'm still doing it. So I must be doing doing something right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <coughs> Obviously, you've done many red carpets, and there will be so many people listening to this that I'm sure have never done red carpets, like myself. Um, yeah. But hopefully, one day that might be a possibility. Um, so what would your tips be? Are there anything people, is there anything people should know about when going to a red carpet? Are there any unspoken rules that we should know about? 
Well, yeah, I've just covered a lot of them, really. You've got, you've got to, you will be told, um, you get a media alert a few days before. That media alert will tell you where it is, what time, what time the talent arrives, what time the press pen opens, what time it shuts, what time the talent go in for the movie. Um, it'll tell you who's going to be there. It'll tell you um, what they do. It'll clear like so-and-so and it'll say what they do underneath their name. So you'll know that they're a blogger or a TV personality or whatever. Um, PR company, you know who the PR company is. You know who your contacts are. When you get there, you would normally go to a PR, excuse me, you normally go to a PR person and get your badge or your, your lanyard or a, a wristband. You, normally, if, if talent arrives, say, six o'clock for a seven o'clock start on the film or whatever, yeah, the rewards. You'll be there probably about five. You'll be there a good hour beforehand because you've got to remember that you are there to interview, but a lot of the cases you're there to do links as well. You know, here I am at Leicester Square. My name's Andy and we're here at the premiere of... You've got to do all that to go on your on your, your programme or your film, haven't you? So you've got to do all your links before the talent arrives. Um, and then a lot of cases, you might think you've got your own space, but you have done in these COVID times, but... Pre-COVID, you are like sardines in a tin. You know, you are literally standing in a little space with your camera person beside you, and then the next person standing on your shoulder. So you are, you haven't got a lot of room. Sometimes if it's a major talent, like say Tom Cruise, they'll be running late because they've been signing too many autographs. What'll happen is the PR company will come over and say, right, um, one question between three of you. So then you go, Right, I'm going to have to get in with these, the question. So you literally, as soon as they, excuse me, you've got to get their attention because if you don't, you don't get your question. It's very competitive now because there's so many people doing it. Um, and what happens is you'll stand and the PR company will come down and say, who do you want to speak to? Yeah, I want to speak to all the people off Love Island. I want to speak to all the people off I'm a Celebrity, whatever, yeah? And then they will bring those people to you. So they'll bring them over and say, this is so-and-so, this is Andy from wherever. And then that's your space to, to interview them. What you also have to bear in mind is PR companies can wind you up behind your back, behind their backs and go, come on, you've had long enough now, move on. Yeah. They tap you on the shoulder. It's an old trick. They, they tap you on the shoulder or they go like, do the old, you've got a minute here, hurry up. Um, because all these talent have got a lot of people to talk to. Um, and that's basically it. Yeah, that's basically they're the main rules that you have to cover. You can't obviously walk out on the red carpet and do your links once the talent arrives. You've got to stay in your press pen. You are locked in, basically. Um, sometimes you're in a cinema. Sometimes you're in the foyer, like inside, which is quite nice. Things like the NTAs, the National Television Awards and BAFTAs and Olivier's and all that, you're outside. So remember that you are outside. Every Olivia I've done, it's absolutely peed down. And believe me, it has peed down. So you, you are standing with a microphone and an umbrella in your other hand. So you've got to be prepared to really think on your feet because you're in, in position where you wouldn't have expected. You know, the talent might have an umbrella. So you're standing with two umbrellas and you're trying to interview them. It's, it's loads of things that I think you can only get used to if they happen. You've got to go through it and do it and like... You've got to get to a premiere and it's raining and go, oh, what are we going to do here? Cover the camera, cover the mics, everything, you know. It does happen. Most premiers are outside. Not many are inside. Yeah, so that, yeah they're, they're the main things. Um, 
I'm losing my voice because I was I was doing a gig as a Santa yesterday. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was fabulous. So, <laughs> so I'm losing my voice because I've been speaking all day. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. There's so many things, though. There really is. There's so many things. It's not as easy as just turn up. It's not. You've, you've got to follow rules. Yeah. And are there any things that actors have to follow? Is there anything they're not allowed to do on the red carpet? Not really. Not really. It's up to their PR. It's up to who represents them. Sometimes they might just say, no interviews. Walk past the press. I don't want you doing any interviews. Photographs, no interviews. Sometimes the talent might not want to do interviews. Maybe because they're not feeling well or maybe because they've got a bit of a bad story going about and they're like, no, I'm not speaking to any press. I'm not taking the chance that they're going to grill me on this. Um, not really. Not really. Um it all depends on them. They might just not feel comfortable about being interviewed or it might be raining. They might just want to get in. They might be late. A lot of people turn up late to these things. It might be that they just want to speak to ITV, BBC, Sky, and that's it, the big corporations, and then move going to the venue. Um, the PR have a lot to do with that, though. Their, ta- their, agent, their agent normally turns up with them. They're standing behind them watching the interview to make sure that they're not being asked anything untoward, whatever. Generally, it's okay. Generally. Not seen many occasions, only on the very big stars where they kind of just do one interview and then they're in. So you've turned up. Remember, you might turn up at a, at a premiere. You might have been standing there for hours. You might have been travelling. People don't turn up. People on the list don't turn up. They get invited, but they don't turn up. You get a big star, but somebody's interviewed you next to next to you, and then they've walked past you. You might go to that premiere and get twenty interviews, but you might only get one. You might travel a long way and got there and only get one interview. You've got to then go back to the you know the website wherever you're working for and go. Listen, that's all I've got because that's all I could get. Mm. You've got to be prepared for that because that does happen. That does happen. And during the obviously the lockdown, um it was a lot easier to conduct interviews because everyone was inside and was at their home and it was just a matter of arranging a time and a date. And you actually set up a chat show during the lockdown. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, because because I thought, it looks like I'm going to be a few years off the red carpet and all my skills, all those skills of thinking on your feet, I don't want to be too rusty when I go back to it. So I thought, right, I'll... I'll do so. First of all, I started doing interviews with people who were in rock bands and musicians and artists. And um, but then I thought, right, I'll, I'll contact a few um, talent agencies and see, or to contact the talent themselves. You know, just send them a message. Now, ninety-nine percent of the time, they've got millions of followers. Whatever, they're not going to answer your message. But I was very lucky that one or two did. Um, so I got to speak. I was in touch with a talent agency in LA. And um, they gave me an interview with a few of the girls off Selling Sunset, which is a huge programme off Netflix. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> My guilty and, pleasure. Uh, yeah, Mary was lovely. And, and then I did a one with Amanda as well. Um, and then people like Sean Williamson, actor Sean Williamson, um, Mike Bushell, who was on Strictly. He's absolutely adorable bloke. Um, and that was just through actually just messaging them or messaging the talent agency. Just saying, listen, I'm doing a, I'm doing a podcast, I'm doing a... And they might say, right, okay, I'm not too keen on that, go away, because <laughs> normally they do. But um, I was very lucky. I got I got some quite decent, you know, some good people on my uh, on my shows. Oh, Paul Brunson as well, he's lovely. 
of celebs called Dayton and uh, married at first sight. Uh, I'm speaking to him again in January. But um, yeah, really yeah. some really cool people, like record producers in LA who would work with J Lo and Madonna and everybody. And and um, yeah, I was I was just very lucky, I think. But we had some really good interviews. So we just really just chilled out. Hi, we're in lockdown. How are you doing? You know what are you up to. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, That's yeah. amazing. How can listeners follow what you're up to and your work and where you are? Where's the best place well, for them to follow you? I would say Instagram at Andy Understroke Oliver, um, but the O's are zero. <laughs> but if you put Andy Oliver in, it normally comes up. Yeah. Um, as a picture of me and Joanna Lumley. Oh, that's another one. Joanna Lumley, really nice. <laughs> Name dropping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you drop them if I could, I would. <laughs> I'm dropping them. Um, yeah, I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. I don't do Twitter as much. Um, the only reason I dropped my Twitter was because I wasn't really, I don't really get a lot of responses off Twitter when I'm trying to get in touch with people. Whereas Instagram, I do get a lot of replies from celebrities and agencies. So, and and I couldn't, I didn't have the time to be honest. It's a lot, it's a bit of, I do so many other jobs. And I just haven't got the time to keep updating all my social media all the time, yeah. um, because because I'm not just doing what I'm doing; I'm doing other jobs as well. Well, I'm going to um, make so, sure uh, I put your Instagram in the show notes of yeah. this episode. So if anyone is wondering or struggling to find Andy, you can head to the show notes, and his link to his Instagram will be on there. I do get a lot. I mean, I do get a lot of people messaging me because who've watched my interviews over the years, and they'll say, "Listen, I'm, I really want to do this uh, in the future. Can you?" Can you tell me how I go about, you know, there were, I would say, have a look if you want to just put red carpet interviews and have a look at um, maybe websites that are, that are wanting presenters. Websites are always wanting presenters. Yeah, they're always looking for good presenters. I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of good presenters out there, but there's a lot of rubbish ones. Yeah, there's a lot of people who think they can get in front of a camera and they just don't, they just can't, they just can't. Um, send them an email just say listen I, I want you to do some red carpet interviews can you help me out and yeah yeah come along and do this for me they're always very obliging to be honest because um, they're always looking for people good presenters um, and I would say that's the best way to go about it that's amazing and final question I ask every single person this who comes to, on the show but what is your advice for any aspiring performers I would say um Certainly be passionate about what you do. Be prepared for the knocks because no matter what industry you're in, you know this, I know this, it's hard to take when you first get them because you will get them. You will get somebody telling you you're not good enough, you're too old, you don't look right, you don't sound right, you're too tall, you're too short, whatever. It still happens, still happens. In so many words, you know, keep you on file, get used to that, keep you on file, they never get back to you. Somebody says, keep you on file, or um, I'll bear you in mind. They hardly ever get back to you. That's what I am from my point of view. Um, so, yeah, I mean, certainly um, know what you're about, know what you want to do, um, be prepared for the knocks, and just keep going. My my motto, well, motto, what I stand for and what I always say to people is, knock on the door and knock on it long enough, because if someone was knocking on my door long enough, I would eventually answer it. <laughs> go back go back go back if you don't get an answer first time leave it a bit don't bombard them go back again in a month or two hi and just keep 
going back. I've had loads of things like that where I've I've sent I've spent years emailing people, then suddenly, suddenly I look on my email. Wow, the wow, there's a, there's a reply. You know, these people. A lot of people in the industry get so many emails and so many showreels, and and you know they haven't got time to just keep looking at everybody. So it might be just one day they're going looking through their computer and going. Oh, hi, this Andy Oliver sent me an email last year. Oh, hi, that's what he does. I've had so many jobs like that. Never give up. Just keep going. Get a good showreel as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, I I have a kind of showreel, but because I've done so much, I tend to send people links of all my different things so they can just watch a little bit of everything. Um, and go on a good presenter course if you've never done any presenting before. Lots of good presenter courses out there. Um, Aspire Presenting, do one in London, um, which which is a really good course run by two of my friends who have both been presenters. A lot of lot of celebrities go on that course as well to, to learn presenting. Aspire Presenting, um, the Presenter Studio do a really good one as well. Um, yeah, those are the two really big ones. Um, I would say get yourself on a course because these guys can teach you the ins and outs and how to present the camera, how to use autocue, how to use green screen, everything mm. yeah how to interview they, they do they cover everything on these courses so yeah that's the best bit of advice actually get yourself on a course yeah I did a course with the presenter studio with Gareth and he was amazing he was so yeah. helpful yeah I've been in touch with Gareth a few times yeah um yeah definitely those are the two really good ones for me yeah. there are all the ones out there probably but those are the ones that really stick out and where I find a lot of people going um, you know, my friends run uh, Darren Simons and Sean McIntosh run the Presenter Studio. So, sorry, sorry about that, Aspire Presenting. Um, and they're based in London at the Three Mill Studio. You can do, I think, a three or four day course. Um, and they are very good, as is the Presenter Studio. So, yeah, best bit of advice, really. And they do your showreel for you. Yes, they create some amazing showreels. Well, thank you so much for giving up your time and your advice has been amazing and it's been so um, helpful for me and I'm sure many of the listeners will have found it helpful. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It's all right. I uh, wish you all the best. Keep in touch. Thank you. If anyone, anyone wants to get in touch with me, just I don't mind uh, giving people advice or, you know, I, I do a lot of work for these. Uh, I'm certainly going to might be doing a lot of work for these presenter training courses next year. So um, if anyone needs to have any more information about that, let me know. Perfect. Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, thank you so much for everyone listening at home. I've been your host, Bethany Unwin, and this has been Performer Talks.